You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Hey, Mary, I, I really have an idea of how we can kind of leave Donald Trump behind. And, and I'm filled with a spirit of kindness. So I offer this uh, to President Trump in in a real spirit of generosity, okay? I suggest that he start a reality show, and I think the name of it should be The Presidential Apprentice. And here's kind of my com- uh, my concept on this thing. He pulls together people like Kelly McEnany, maybe Sean Spicer, what the heck, Bill Barr, all of them, and he gives each of them like projects or tasks to make America great again. And then they compete against each other in, in t- uh, teams, and then they come back, and he gets to say, you're fired, which makes him really, really happy. Uh, I think this thing's a success. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. Um, for all you know, he might be thinking about that already. I think he might be. I, I'm going to send him, uh, well, I can't send him directly a note. I can't write to him right away. But, you know, there's a whole lot of idiots I had him able to write to. Listen, while he, <laughs> well, and by the way, it turns out, and I want to get on to other things, that Attorney General Bill Barr, his main guy, may be the next guy that Trump says you're fired to. Isn't it? Um, and I did say to you, let's not talk about Trump today, but it's so fascinating how quickly he can turn on somebody. So all Barr did was speak a truth that yeah. there's just no evidence of fraud or that's not even what he said. There's not enough evidence. There's not evidence that enough votes were fraudulently cast to change the election result. It's basically what he said. And that being the case, um, it seems pretty uh, uncontroversial. And yet Trump and all his Fox acolytes, everybody else, is like ready to lynch Barr. Yeah. It's crazy. It, It just says so much about Trump and why, you know, we always say why people don't stand up to him. This is why. That nobody wants the the weight of all that negativity coming down on them. And in a weird way, when this started happening to Barr, I could kind of understand it. Because who wants to live in a world where people are bad-mouthing you all, all the time? You know, we all have feelings. We do. Yeah. So since we're, we're talking about feelings, feelings is like empathy, Pathos in Greek is feeling or emotions. Let's talk about President Empathy, or as I like to call President Biden, President-elect Biden. So the challenges are every place. Uh, When we finally get to the end of January and we're past all this Trump irrelevancy, the, the tough news for Joe Biden is he then has to govern a country plagued by racial division, uh, probably at its worst moment ever of the pandemic, 
in an economic crisis and very likely with a Republican Senate that says, we don't care what you want. We would oppose you trying to create the holiday of Thanksgiving. Anything. <laughs> so, may, so maybe let's break those down a little bit and I might reshuffle them. And one of the things, a big challenge for Biden is going to be that the Trump and the Republicans who are following him have spent the last month and will spend the next six weeks, however longer, two months before the inauguration, undermining his legitimacy. That makes it hard to govern when you can't go, you know, have an Oval Office speech and say, which Biden, I think, probably needs to do early on or at his inauguration speech, say, all right, this has been tough and we've been through a tough time, but we all need to pull together. When half of the country is looking at you and saying, you stole the election and I'm not going to follow you. So how does Biden and the get-go rebuild, or if it's not even rebuild, build, build back better, <laughs> build some trust in those people who are convinced that he robbed Trump of his legitimate uh, second term? Well, and one man could do that on behalf of the country, in on behalf of the well-being of its citizens, but he won't do it. And I think that man is yes. Mitch McConnell. And go and appear with Joe Biden and say, as far as I'm concerned, no matter what anybody else says, I consider this a crisis time and this to be a government of national unity. And I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. And, you know, President Biden, you know, uh, I kind of believe in uh, decreasing deficits, unless, of course, I'm in power when I don't believe that. I believe in a whole set of things, but I believe you and I can work together and this pandemic and put the uh economy back together. But you and I know Mitch McConnell ain't never yeah, going mean, to do I'm, that. I'm sad to say that I agree with you about that. I was hoping that, you know, as we get closer to the inauguration, McConnell would say, I will do what's best for the country. But he just doesn't seem to be inclined that way, even though he knows Biden, he probably trusts Biden. I mean, one of the things I heard yesterday that Republicans, including McConnell, are considering not attending the inauguration. What a strong message that you send to all those people who think that Biden stole the election when the Republican Party doesn't attend the inauguration. I mean, part of this orderly transfer of power is that both parties, all government leaders stand together and recognize this is our new guy. If Trump somehow convinces these folks not to attend the inauguration, it will be a final and very, maybe it's not a fatal blow, but a, a significant blow against us transferring power and moving on. The thing that's interesting about it, John, is at the same time as Biden begins to announce his picks, the rest of the country, and I'm not talking about you know, the Trumpites and the people who watch Fox News, but the rest of the country, meaning Wall Street 
and business leaders and people like me and you who are highly invested in the success of the country going forward to protect us during our retirements um, are like, oh, thank God. Look at that. Janet Yellen. Yeah. You know, um, all the all the names that he gives Putting, I, I think we said this the other day, putting Janet Yellen in at Treasury is such a brilliant move because it assures the markets. She's a labor-oriented uh, financial person, but she's also an institutionalist. So I think it's calming everybody down, but you don't have Republican leadership going out and saying, okay, this is goodness and this is what we need and we need to move on. Well, we don't. And I, I want to talk about another real potential division that or not a division, but a, a problem I think Biden will face. We we are all and I think rightly very excited uh, about the news about the vaccinations. And that's great. But the reality is the rollout of the vaccinations is not going to go perfectly smoothly. Even with the best intentions, I, this is not the same thing. But I think back on when uh, the Affordable Care Act was rolled out, and you know, with so much promise, and the doggone website doesn't work right uh, up front. You know, this is reality. There's going to be problems with shipment. There's going to be problems with the logistics. Uh, it is possible that one of the three vaccines maybe doesn't work. The other two do. Any of those things could go on. In addition, you know, we're hearing a lot of reporting that especially in minority communities, there is strong resistance to taking the vaccine, uh, all of which are problems. So it, it's not going to be all that wonderful and sunny. And when that happens and things get more difficult, then the nation, I mean, we can't agree on all wearing masks. What are we going to do when we're in the middle of fighting and saying, why does that guy get the vaccination before I do? What happens when we find out that an NBA team all got the vaccination and we will find out something like that? Don't you think this is going to be a huge thing for Joe Biden? It is. And, you know, I think he's got or, you know, reports are that he's got some great people working on this. And finally, the current people are cooperating but it's a huge task uh, to um, a huge endeavor, right? And it can't, I think to your point, it can't go smoothly. And I think that's one thing that people are starting to kind of bake into the spring, which is there will be glitches. I heard this morning a report on, from the guy who's, who leads the Ohio National Guard. And that's kind of who's in charge in Ohio, which makes sense to put the military in charge because logistics is the thing they do best. And he was talking about how you have to get the vaccine to these small hospitals and these small communities and what a challenge that is. It's not hard to get the vaccine to the Cleveland Clinic. They know how to deal with this kind of stuff. And, and it just occurred to me what a overwhelming um, task or endeavor it is to get that vaccine out. So you're right. If we don't live in a political world that gives Biden just a little bit of space to make some mistakes, it's just going to 
um, exacerbate that problem. Well, and, and that's another one that I'd really ask Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton, Mitch McConnell, uh, I can't ask Ron Johnson. He's simply <laughs> too, too stupid to ask any, anything. But, you know, even John Cornyn and so forth, to all get together and say, people of America, we do not agree with the Democrats on almost anything. And we are going to fight. We're going to do all that. But there is one thing we're going to agree on. And we are all going to get behind this and all get behind this vaccine. I Frankly, I, I was a little bit encouraged. It's a small thing. But you know, we have the reports now that George Bush and uh, Barack Obama are willing to be on television, being among the first when it's appropriate to get uh, the vaccine. Uh, Bill Clinton apparently said, hey, God, yeah, me too. Guys. <laughs> oh, at least we forgot about you. But he's in the right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he could he could get it quickly, but I'd like uh, let's get a lot of people who are appropriate to the age group. Let's get Meryl Streep. She gets cast as everything, <laughs> you know. Let 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 or her Tom be out Hanks, front there because but he was I, one of the first Tom guys Hanks. to get the COVID. Remember? Absolutely, that'd be great, and he could like bring a band of brothers with him, and they could all get vaccinated. <clears throat> but I think we've got we we've got to get some kind of moment of national unity on this to really make it make it work. I agree. Don't you? And because otherwise, if you've got all those anti-vaxxers <coughs> out there, which I did read this really frightening article the other day that the anti-vaxxers and the QAnon people are kind of merging into one group. So this, yeah. Oh no, kidding! That's like. That's like Verizon and Sprint <laughs> exactly. coming together. It's and just as scary. <laughs> Except a lot just scarier. Scary, I was going to say, but scarier. So, you know, and then when you have, you know, and I know we don't want to talk about Trump too much, but you have him sitting at the White House yesterday, in the White House, the people's house that we pay for, spewing all this conspiracy stuff. That's how, I don't know what 45% of the country is, you know, 175 million people or something. Um, all just disinclined to uh, be part of the solution. So they're inclined to not be part of the solution. What's interesting about what you just said, though, John, is Trump is really mad that he that he's afraid Biden is going to take credit for the vaccine, and he feels like he should get the credit for that. And he should get some of the credit because warp speed – was a part of how we are where we are. Maybe what Biden needs to do is to say to Trump, listen, you can have the credit, but I need you to get on board and get out there and get your people vaccinated. That, I think, works. I And maybe Biden needs to communicate to him, say out loud, I am willing to call this, I'm going to name it, the Donald Trump vaccine. And then when Trump kind of has a moment of uh, slight vulnerability and says, really? Uh, then Biden can say, no, that's bullshit. I'm <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Don't believe any of that at all. Listen, there's so many more things about this we need to talk about. We have to wind up, wind up for today. Uh, please check in again with us to find out what's happening with Presidential Apprentice. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need a, we need some music for that. We're gonna talk to our yeah, we do. sibling talk team. <laughs> yeah, talk Bye. to you. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.